Welcome to the Major Spoilers Popcast this week. It is the Dueling Review episode. I'm Stephen. That's Matthew. This week, we're taking a look at a brand new comic book out in stores this week, discussing it in detail, filling you in on it. Now, last week, we had some discussion of what we were going to review. We could never really narrow it down until we had our little sneak peek at what IDW is offering up this week. In fact, all month long, Matthew, check this out. Beginning this week, the Mars Attacks property invades invades almost, uh, not all, but it invades a number of properties over at IDW Publishing. Starts out this week with Mars Attacks Popeye. Uh, and also, let's see, Mars Attacks Miss Fury, and uh, Mars Attacks Opus. They're going to have some incentive covers for that one. January 9th. Mars Attacks Opus? Yes, that's going to be a Berkeley-breathed uh, bonus cover on that uh, Popeye yeah, book, if you can find week. it. No, 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 that's, uh, that's the bonus cover, incentive covers for the Mars Attacks yeah. Popeye. Next week, it expands across space and time to 1970s New York when Mars Attacks Kiss. The variant covers for that one, Mars Attacks Judge Dredd and Mars Attacks the Star Slammers. And then January 16th. Shout and you keep on shouting. Ack, ack, ack. <laughs> January 16th, Mars Attacks the Real Ghostbusters with variant <laughs> covers of Mars Attacks Madman and Mars Attacks Chew. Then January Chew. 23rd. Yeah, that's interesting. Um since uh, uh, Chew isn't even an IDW property, that's interesting. Uh, January twenty uh, third, Mars attacks the Transformers, and the incentive covers Mars attacks Strangers in Paradise and Mars attacks Spike. Um, then January thirtieth, no we act act. January thirtieth, Mars attacks Zombies versus Robots. The incentive covers being Mars attacks uh, Raj two thousand or Rog two thousand. Rogue 2000, Rogue. and Mars Attacks Cerebus. Cerebus. You say tomato, I will say tomato. Uh, so, Mars Attacks IDW going on all week long. <laughs> I took one peek at uh, the inside of Mars Attacks Popeye, and I said, yep, this is what we're going to uh, to review. First of all, if you're not familiar with Popeye, if you've only seen him in the more modern cartoons, I'm so sorry for you. Yeah, because really. everyone knows Modern that the uh, aren't bad. No, they're they suck. As, no, even when you get into the fifties and there's Peepie and Pepeye and Popeye, they're still not Don't terrible. They're just not nearly as good. Oh, well, if you've the seen the stuff that was in, stuff. in the seventies and eighties, and some of the stuff that's still out now that they're producing, okay. blah, yeah, the eighties is crap. Blah. I'm talking about the stuff from the 1950s that you and I used to watch. This, on most Channel of the stuff, 41. most of the stuff that I would watch. Here's the cool thing: the minute I, I could always tell when, because uh, we had a black and white TV. I don't know, well until maybe the early 80s, right around 1979, yeah. 1980, somewhere around there. But Steve even actually grew up in the 50s, even <laughs> though it was 1989. Um, even in uh, even watching the Popeye cartoons in black and white. I knew which Popeye cartoons as a three-year-old in 1973, which one was were the good ones, because it started yeah. out with this ship, and these little mm-hmm. doors would open, and Popeye would that, be in that, there, and they'd close, and, and they'd close, and, and it'd open it up. Thump. Yeah, yeah, and then it'd open back up, and, and with more credits. But the minute you saw the, the sailor, uh, or the steering wheel come out at you, yeah. and Popeye's head in, it's just like, oh, these aren't going to be as uh, good as the other ones. And it wasn't until years later 
that I realized this is the Fleischer Studios uh, stuff and and how much I love the Fleischer animation stuff. Um, oh, what's yeah. nice about what IDW has done with Popeye, uh, first of all, if you if people haven't read the Fantagraphics collection, I think I have all of them. They reprinted the Seagar uh, um, collection in like six volumes, I want to say. Yeah, six volumes. And um, what's nice about the IDW uh, version is they're trying to keep it in the Seagar style, the Thimble Theater style uh, right. from the 1930s and, and early 40s. And so you will typically see in this series a lot of the Thimble Theater cast, including some rare characters like uh, Castor Oil, who's uh, Olive Oil's uh, brother, brother uh, the Sea Hag, and um, uh, Rufus. Watts' nozzle. Yes. Uh, and of course, the goons, Alice the Goon. Uh, will make appearances and they all make appearances in, in here as well. And so I'm super excited about uh, talking about Mars attacks Popeye. So it I, is, go ahead. I went into this and I'm like, this is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be super awesome just because, or it's going to be a ridiculous train wreck and it will still be awesome to look at. Yeah. 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 You know, the thing, the way it, cool. the way it starts out, it's a dark and stormy night is often, uh, good stories start out and um um olive oil's uh, father uh what's a frick is his name nate oil or something steven steven oil <laughs> no it's not steven that oil. uh yeah he's an old bald guy he's got to be named steven right no uh coal coal oil that's his name coal <laughs> coal oil. oil i get it and uh his her mother's name is nana oil but Cole Oil is sitting there and he's like, ah, you know, don't worry about Popeye and Castor. They're out having adventures. They'll be back in town. And he's like, woman, basically go turn on my radio. And he's just <laughs> laying there and starts to doze off. And what we hear over the radio is, ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this broadcast. Report a number of flaming objects, which are most likely meteors, have fallen on a quiet seaside town of. And that's almost like the um, um, War, of the War of the Worlds broadcast. And so as... Yeah coal oil is dozing off in my mind i'm thinking oh this is just going to be a dream sequence so they don't have to worry about any kind of uh continuity, you know continuity yeah. issues or any continuity woes that may befall this and so i was really expecting that at the end but they didn't do that which i don't know i i, I wonder it's, if it would have been better, better as a dream you think it's better that way it's better this way because well and here's the thing back when i was a kid every comic every cartoon every tv show every episode of any tv show existed in its own reality yeah 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 and it didn't have to tie to anything else this is a story where the mars attacks the creatures from mars that came in 1953 and you know destroyed a dog and all the stuff that they did mm -hmm. exist in the same universe as the thimble theater and that's fine for this one issue that's fine that's all we need to know you know your papa. You know your yeah, yeah. aliens from space. You're good right. to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's fine. I mean, uh, so uh, Sweet Haven gets invaded by invaders from Mars, and as yeah. they're about ready to attack everything that they see, the Sea Hag appears, and she mesmerizes <laughs> them with her little jewels. Yes, pretty little gem, is it not? I am the Sea Hag when I talk like this. Every time I remember the uh, town that uh, that most of these Popeye stories take place, Sweet Haven, I always think about the the Robin Williams, Robert Altman movie and the song at yes. the beginning, it's like sweet, no, I, sweet. I think and, that movie is underrated. I do. Oh yeah, it, it totally is for a long time, for about three years. I was just a total Popeye nut. And it's probably, how old are you when you're in third, fourth grade? Maybe seven, eight. 
Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So I forget what year that One movie came out, numbers. like 1980, maybe that movie must've come out in 1983, maybe I have to look it up. But uh, when that movie came out, I became total Popeye head and that was around the same time. Yeah. 1980. So I'd have been in 10. So fourth grade, fifth grade. Yep. Um, and that was the first time that I ever ran across any of the Thimble theater cartoons. And so the first adventure that I read was an adventure where um, the sea hag got involved and, and I don't know, stole sweepy or something. I forget. Uh, but it was a really good story. And it's like, oh, my God, I was like, who is this sea hag and why does everybody know her? And who are all these other oh, yeah. characters? And then the movie came out. and I was like, ah, oh, cool. Uh, but it took a long time because pre-internet days when you're trying to find information about everything. It's not like our public library had a uh, wealth of information about Popeye in there. But uh, Seahag, uh, Seahag mesmerizes the Martians. The next day, Caster and Popeye come back to Sweet Haven, and it is destroyed. Yes, destroy a horrible thing. Twit, no, Tempest. <laughs> yeah, I can't do Popeye. <laughs> no, you really can't. But Popeye and Caster come back to town, and I love the little throwaway bits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you see Roughhouse's restaurant. Mm-hmm. Roughhouse was a character from early in the... And he, the and he, appears, in, he appears in here, too. He's, uh, yeah. when, when they go down into the bottom of the restaurant, they find everybody down in the cellar, uh, yeah. and you see them in there. And they, well, don't worry about Sweepy. Ma took him to Chesterville to visit our cousins. Yeah, that's a nice way to well, write out uh, the character. And Jane Foster spent the Avengers movie on an <laughs> island. <laughs> they couldn't afford Sweepy for this one. After his turn in Black Swan, you see. Yes. He was, he was just too expensive for the cameo. So then uh, the professor uh, explains what's been going on, that they're being invaded by Martians. What's a Martian? What's a Martian? You can't do it either. You <laughs> I'm a drunk little like sailor. I'm a drunk little I sailor. From it, that's why it's called the Thimble Theater. <laughs> Kari, 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 kari. Uh, but what I love is that uh, uh, I sorry, love <laughs> I love that the uh, professor he gives them the scientific name Barsumus Invaderus, yes. which is uh, a nice little nod over to uh, to John Carter, the Rice Burroughs Barsoom yeah, yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's a Marshkin? <laughs> yeah. The professor thinks that he can uh, stop the invasion if somehow. They can get their hands on one of the Martian weapons and right. he can do his thing. So Popeye employs Eugene the Jeep. Jeep, right. Jeep, 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 um, Jeep. To use his uh, fourth dimensional powers to phase in, grab a stun gun and phase out, which he does. And it's really good. I mean, to be honest, the Martians don't make a huge impact no. in the first half of this book. The Martians are basically the MacGuffin. Oh, right. And right. that's fine. And that's how it is throughout. I'm going to bet that throughout this whole month that IDW is doing this. It would have been nice if they could have gotten the Mars attacks to get into every book, because I really would have loved to have seen Mars attacks uh, Danger Girl and seen J. Scott Campbell do a cover of, of that. <laughs> that would be pretty awful. No, it would be pretty awesome. Um, no. no. So uh, Popeye just says that. Uh, he thinks the professor is a screwball. He's going to go raise an army. First, he goes right. to his pappy. And pappy says, no, no, I don't want to be uh, doing I, I any favors. Do, I don't like doing favors, especially for relatives. I can do pappy. You can do. Uh, His soldiering days is done and I doesn't like doing favors. <laughs> I'm Irish. Still too Irish. <laughs> um, 
fortunately, Popeye, the, and what I, the, the other thing that I like about uh, this Popeye is a lot of times Popeye, especially in the cartoon series, is depicted as being bald. Um, right. But really, he just has this fine red hair. And when he does yeah. take his cap off here, we do see that that red hair that we he has underneath the little there. red crew cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs I like in it better that way. Yeah, yeah, I like it that way too. I, I really like that they've done, and I forget who's doing the art on this book. This is written by um, Martin Martian Powell. Terrible Terry Betty uh, is the art and colorist and the letterer. Nice. I can't um, make up little funny names for the other people. Crazy Terry Craig Betty. Yao as who's one of the editors. Um, I really like that they've tried to keep this in the Thimble Theater vein and also try to make the art look like it is an old newspaper strip, you know, because they could have gone yeah. with really vibrant colors, um, yeah, but instead it's the, muted. The and if you look, they've got the spots uh, in there. Uh, and I really like that. And I've I liked that in the series that. since they started that. Well, and if you're going to do something that is retro, I mm -hmm. feel like. Embrace the retro. If they had full-scale computer coloring on a retro Popeye comic, it would look horrid. It oh, it would look, look like ridiculous. those cartoons that I complain about today. <laughs> it looked like the ones from the 80s, the Tom and yeah. Jerry kids. Oh, God. Oh. Have you ever seen the Tom and Jerry Wizard of Oz thing? Um, Do they talk? Yes. Or at least one I, of them does, I, I think. I haven't seen it. As right. soon as Tom and Jerry open their mouths and talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. The one time it worked, it worked for about a second in the Tom and Jerry movie where they're like, you can talk. Yeah, I just didn't have anything to say. Uh -huh. Good joke. And they keep talking. I'm out. Yep. Anyway, Popeye runs into Alice the goon. He's asking uh, <laughs> her for help. And she says, hey, look, I brought the entire goon nation. And uh, you've got your goon army there for you. Arf, 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 arf. Yeah. Arf, arf, arf. Uh, the professor has, you know, uh, it started as Popeye and it turned into a dog with a voice box. <laughs> firef, 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 firef. Uh, meanwhile, the professor rigs up a, uh, thing that will, uh, weaken, weaken the, the ray to where it's not going to disintegrate people. If people may have seen the, uh, I don't know. Do you, what do you think about that Mars attacks movie? Underrated, overrated, or just terrible? Um, that Mars attacks movie is a celebration of all. That is insane. I liked it, but I I didn't necessarily like it because it was Mars Attacks. I liked it because it was unapologetically goony, and it was just, Bleh! Oh, yeah, let's yeah, throw yeah. some crap. Here's yeah, Jack yeah. Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets blown That's up, and like Sarah he's the first Jessica one to Parker's die. Head on a dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, That's it's totally Jack over the top. Black was Jack Black. He was in something else before that, wasn't he? I can't remember. He was in uh, Heat Vision and... Uh, and Jack, I believe, and that's about all. Mm. That was one of his early movies. So, uh, ask me about Bernie. I watched Bernie this weekend. Okay. Um, I remember seeing that in the theater. Um, so the professor, uh, shoots the ray, but instead of zapping people to death, uh, it only disintegrates their outer layer of clothing, leaves them in their skivvies. Yes. So you can imagine <laughs> the hilarity that's going to ensue, especially when oh, the sea hag, uh, oh, God. Tells the Martians to march upon the uh, yes. the inhabitants of, of Sea Haven. Or uh... yes, Papa, it is I. Such a great. I mean, it's it's great too because you don't waste a whole splash page doing that. Yeah. You've got like it's what a three quarters of the page with an inset circle too. It's really yeah, well done. 
It really is. And it, it really feels like Seagar's art style. Yeah. With yeah. the exception of the Martians who are drawn a little bit more modern. Right, right. A little bit more. They try right. to capture the feel, but I mean, you got to still get the creepy gills. You got to get the uh, sunken uh, lips yeah. where the teeth uh, are exposed. You have to you see all that brainy bits. Eyes and skeletal face. Yeah, you, you have to keep and all of that. Of course, the most horrifying part of the whole movie <laughs> they, they disintegrate Alice the Goon's clothes, <laughs> and Alice the Goon is running around in a bra and a slip with her little <laughs> bowler hat on her head. It's terrifying. It's oh, horrifying. Where no. the doctor ah, is paying us a visit. We're gonna have to talk soon about uh, the, the Christmas special. I think I'm gonna try yeah. to watch that tonight. So, yeah, that um, scared the hell out of me. The uh, so a big fight ensues. Fighty, fighty, punchy, punchy. Yeah, but cool, punchy, punchy. Oh yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Popeye himself is all bopping and cracking and stomping, and then the giant robots arrive. Which are pretty cool. Those are some retro robots, I tell you. I love that design. I agree. And the thing about it that is really wonderful is you're dealing with two different retro eras. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got the 50s and the 30s, but they fit together in a way that is really kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. You know that it's anachronism. It's kind of like reading League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You don't really care when the anachronisms pop up. You're like, oh, man, it just makes for good reading. Popeye gets uh, pounded down into a ground, into the ground, just like a big nail with the robots punch him on the head. And then Pappy shows up. Spinach. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, mm, spinach in the original Thimble Theater theater did not play a huge role. Uh, It didn't show uh, up every time. When when Fleischer's got a hold of it, it had to be a a mainstay in every single cartoon. But I kind of like it, especially in, in the early, very early Popeye appearances. He's not using spinach as his way out all the time. And so well, spinach isn't for power at that point. In right, right, right. But Pappy now does show I up. You. And then uh, Pappy says, says you. What are you going to do about it? And then here's and then- the best thing is in the way this is, a, this is a five panel. So it's four, it's four side, you know, it's four and then a long five. Um, there's the panel where he and the sea hag are confronting one another. And she says, what are you going to do about it? And then it's a duplicate of the panel right next to it without the word balloons as Pappy is thinking and as everybody is paused. And then you get to the punchline, which is Pappy just punching the crap out of the sea hag. (laughs) It is the best. You know, when you talk about pacing and you talk about comedic timing, sometimes in cartoons and comic strips, (laughs) comic strips, especially it's hard to get that pacing down. But in this case, this is a perfect example of delaying that joke just enough for it to be super effective. Because they could have just gone from, what are you going to do about it? Boom, to the next panel, pow. But, you know, he's taking that moment. Do I punch a girl? Do I don't punch a girl? What do I do? And then pow. Or in my my alternate interpretation, Pappy's so senile, he doesn't know (laughs) what he's going to do about it for a minute. And you can kind of smell the smoke as he thinks about it there. And then pow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That is too. It, it's it is the best part of this whole story is those th- or those three panels right there and how they tell that yeah. story. Um, the well, spinach, and of course, Pappy's remark to Popeye: "Didn't she has no bringing up?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> I guess the only, I guess I would say one complaint, and I can't blame IDW for doing this, but a lot of uh, publishers put a big watermark in the middle of the book. Arkea does it, IDW does it, Dark Horse does it. I'm sure if we ever got any review copies from Marvel or DC, theirs are done the same way. But uh, in this case, the watermark kind of interfered with a lot of the dialogue this time around. Right in the middle of the page. Well, and it's not as obnoxious as the Dark Horse one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm but, not saying, again, hey, I'm not saying that uh, don't do it, but, you know, no, uh, and, and no, I realize from, uh, why they do it. yeah, because they don't want the, that getting out but into the this wild. Is the thing. And, now we can go and we can buy that their book. Oh yeah. The without the watermark. Comicsology without the watermark and go, yeah. oh, look how much better it is. Yeah. I, I'm kind of 50, 50, you know, uh, oftentimes I'll either read the review and then say, okay, I'm going to go buy the print copy. Or sometimes I'll read the review and I'll go, hey, I'm going to go get the electronic copy. Uh, unless, of course, like I said, it's a Marvel or DC book, then usually I'm lately today. I'm just buying a lot more digital. I think I sent my order off this last month. I think it was like less than a dozen books that I had on there. Wow. Just because I'm running out of space and, you know, so much stuff is so easy to get on the yeah. digital format. And, you know, some of it is so expensive. I'll wait a week or two and get it for a dollar less. Yeah. When do you guys put your stuff in a quarter bin? Um, I believe I have a, an official six month window. Six months. Okay. Well, the boss and I have talked about it. The, the six months window, there are certain books that might pass that, but usually that's his call. Mm -hmm. It ain't my name on the water tower, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, If he wants to, I have a rule. If he breaks it, which occasionally does happen, he can break it. I tend to follow it. So, right, right, right. I also have a rule of, uh, cover price, whatever basic cover price is mm -hmm. right now 2.99 right if the book is worth more than that in the guides then i don't quarter it mm, okay so i don't know what the cover price yeah, on this, this is i don't know if this, this is, is a 2.99 okay i don't know if it's 2.99 or 3.99 i didn't see that here mm -hmm. but uh so anyway the spinach uh, comes out uh, and uh pappy and popeye go to town there's a cool double page spread of both of them just slamming the robots into each other <laughs> the, they're moving really so they are moving so fast uh, that it looks like an army yes and that freaks the Martians out and they're going to get the heck off the planet and the hags know sea hags like no you gotta do what I tell ya and so they just zap her clothing off and fly away to invade another day and leave the sea hag in her polka dot drawers <laughs> That's yeah. just messed up, son. I'm yeah. sorry. That's I tell you. So the Marshkins is down for the count, Pappy. I says they is. What's yes. a Marshkin? Yes. Yes. So Pappy has no idea, but he punches them anyway. Yeah. I uh I rather enjoyed this. I did too. This was you know, I hate to say it because it, it's coming across as a cliche anymore, but this is a book that was actually fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't get a whole lot. I don't get as much fun as I wish I could in comics these days. I I guess the only thing that if I had one problem, it would have been not, it to me, it would have made this a lot safer for the publisher if it had just been Cole hearing a radio drama and imagining everything in the in the very last page or very last panel. I like the fact that they didn't do that because the internal logic of this story is such that, well, first of all, if you you're not going to believe the, yeah, 
you're not going to believe yeah, the, the two mythos or continuity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're not necessarily dealing with King Lear here. It's okay, yeah, to have a story that's inexplicable and fun. And I kind of wish that you know some of the big companies would actually take heed of that and just do it. But yeah. you know, it's nice. Yeah. Um, story wise, I mean, really, it just feels like for a lot of it. It's how many characters can we get in and give them a moment, which I don't mind because, you know, I, I guess a big complaint that I have often with artists and, and writers is that their world seems so very, very, very empty. Yeah. And um, here you've got a lot of background characters. Wimpy's there. He doesn't say a lot. You see um, the Rough House. Uh, worried about his son. Yeah, you see Rough House. You see the professor. You see some of these secondary characters standing around. Um, I forget what that one guy's name is. Giesel or something like that. Um, the guy with a beard. The no, the guy with a big beard. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I forget what, what, what his name is. <laughs> Somewhere on the Wikipedia, I'll find the list of who all the characters yeah, are. Yeah, it'll show up. Um, like, ah! but you know, they're all in there and they all make appearances. So, but there are times where it's just like, Hey, we need to get this character in and let's give him a line. I don't mind that so much, but it, it, did kind of a feel like a little bit of who's who. Um, fight fight sequences were good for me. I like the fight sequences. Um, yeah. The spinach came out a little bit too quick. Um, well, for my taste. Yeah, I know, but I know. I like the fact that the, the cover that I got is a parody of the uh, old yeah. Mars Attacks cards. Now, apparently all of the... Cart number 29, Twister Sock Punch. Apparently, all the covers are that are going to be done that way. Like the cards? Yeah, like the cards. Makes sense. I mean, they when they launched Mars Attacks, they had 51 alternate covers. Yeah, that's right. One because for every card. Because there were card. 51 cards. Yeah. yeah. Or 52, something like that. Just ridiculous numbers. I wouldn't buy 51 alternate covers of, I don't know, naked pictures of Ernest Borgnine. Oh, come Actually, on. Actually, I wouldn't buy any alternate cover of that. Yeah. So. It's too late. I already got it for your Christmas example. gift next year. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you um, and your I, I like the art. Amazon link is really fast, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, speaking of Amazon, everyone, uh, majorspoilers.com. Click on that Amazon.com uh, link. Buy your products. A little it's credit fast. comes our way. It is fast. It's easy. And, of course, you yeah. get your stuff uh, shipped to you directly to your door. So you don't even have to go outside. That's right. You don't have to go to the mailbox. Well, unless, I mean, if you buy a big enough package, they'll drop it off right at your doorstep. Much like the podcast crew, it's fast. And easy. And it's way, it's easy. Yes. <laughs> and there you go. Yes, yes, yes. Matthew, what'd you like or not like about this issue? I, honestly, there really isn't anything not to like. It's not something that... You got the heavy duty. Oh, no. They have violated the continuity of Thimble Theater number 52 from 1927. Well, what if they had I done like this with what if they had done this with the Avengers? What if Mars attacks the Avengers or what if it's uh, I guess the scrolls are kind of like Mars, the, the Mars attacks Martians. Um, but what if it's what know, if it's Mars attacks Iron Man or, or, or Superman or something like that? That would be dumb. <laughs> And here's why. <laughs> Superman and Iron Man fight off alien invasions the way you and I go to the Sizzler, okay? Iron Man just fought an alien invasion like 12 minutes ago. Superman does six alien invasions before breakfast, whereas Popeye 
fighting Martians is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Poop Deck Pappy. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> What's a Martian? Uh, I think Pappy rolled low initiative is, <laughs> is what happened on that one. But uh, so what I else like is on- this. There's really nothing not to like unless you hate Joy. And by that, I mean you hate Popeye. I don't think there's anything really to dislike about this. This is a, a fun one-shot. This is something that's the equivalent of that joke that you heard in a bar. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I like it. Two ninety nine cover price, though, or whatever it is. Let me look it I up real quick. I think it's $2.99. It may be $3.99. Either way, I'm good with it. At $3.99, I still think we got a decent book on your hands. Yeah, well, maybe the price just kind of, if that's if that's the real cover price, I don't know. Let me look here real quick. Now, if it's four ninety nine, the answer three ninety nine, three ninety nine Mars attacks by three ninety nine. Really? Okay. I can, yeah. You know, That's you're not you're not investing stuff. you're not investing into a uh, three or four issue series, yeah. right? You're investing into a one shot, and it's fun. Now, this is not going to be Action Comics number one. No, but it is something that you can still dig out twenty years from now and still laugh at. And give to your grandkids and say, hey, kid, look at this. This remember when comics was funny? (laughs) And they're going to look at you. They're going to say, what are you talking about, old man? That's paper. Nobody uses paper anymore. That's what I say to you now. Um, What are you talking about, old man? Yeah, I think this is worth picking up. I really do. I agree. I, I, I mean... There's there. I don't think we can disagree on this. I, I would find anybody. I'm sure somebody will pop up and say, well, here's everything that's wrong with this. First of all, everyone knows the sea hag is left handed and clearly on panel five. She's using her right hand to wave her wand. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone's going to find fault with it. I don't I don't find much to be except for the things that I talked about. I don't find much yeah. uh, of a problem. I don't find fault other than the faults that I've already found. Yes, Exactly. I'm a fault finder. Finder of faults. Fault finder full of faults. Are you going to go uh, pick up a Mars Attacks Kiss next week? Hell yeah. <laughs> I think we should do that as the next I don't think, review. I don't think we'll do that. You've got to mix <laughs> it up a little bit. Uh, let's see. What fine. are we looking at next week? So both of us say this is a goodbye. I say it's a goodbye. I say buy it. It is good. Uh, let's see. Eerie Comics number two out next week. Ghost number three. Star Wars number one from Dark Horse. I wonder what that is. I bet it's a Star Wars comic. Let's see. Action Comics 16. I think that's Grant Morrison's last one mm-hmm. for Action Comics. All the 16s. How long has it been since we've looked at a DC? Uh, have we looked at a DC? Action Comics number 16 it is. Let's look. Ferris number 11. IDW Publishing, Adventures of Augusta Wind. Get it? Augusta Wind. Augusta Wind? Yep. Ah, I get it. Do you get it? Gin Rise number one. I don't know what that's about. It's about gin rising. All right. Rising in my... In the back of your throat. Throat as it... We've had too much to drink. (laughs) Excuse me, I'm sick. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, The Perhapnots. The Perhapnots. 
Mind the Gap, Non-Humans, Savage Dragon 184. This is fun to just listen to you trying to pronounce things. Uh, Age of Apocalypse number 11, Matthew. Oh. threatening me? Yes, I am. After all this terrible apocalypse stuff you've been throwing my way. Hey, man, I picked the best of a bad situation. Really? Yes. Ugh, that doesn't make me feel any better. Well, you're like, we should read some apocalypse. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it all sucks. You're like, we'll pick some. I'm like, all right, I'll pick something that doesn't suck as much. It's either that this or sucks. Ultimate yes, Comics X-Men number 21. Uh, Adventure Time, do you watch that cartoon show? I know Jimmy loves Adventure Time. Uh, my kid watches it. They need an Aquabat. IDW needs to grab on and get an Aquabats uh, license. Oh, Somebody you know what? Did you it. ever did you ever read the Paper Cuts um, Power Rangers book there that I'd I sent you a while I ago? Did. Yeah, did I thought you review I did, it? But I never review it. Oh, okay. What'd you think of that? I can't remember. Herb, Herbin, Kinger is not my favorite. Uh, oh, is that the Power Rangers and translating? Is that the Shin one that's Kinger into English? Is that the one that's on TV now? The Power yeah, Rangers Super Samurai. Samurai. How can they be yeah. ninjas and samurai? Well, they're not ninjas. They're samurai. Mm. Gold Digger. You Who ever read any gold, gold Digger? I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke. Broke. No, I haven't read Gold Digger in years. Uh, how about Ninja High School? We could read that. Who puts that out? <laughs> Antarctic Press. I don't even know if they print it anymore. Oh, I thought you were looking at the list. Strawberry Shortcake oh, Digest no. number three, Field Day and Do Other it. Stories. Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> that's got to that's be Paper Cuts doing that. SpongeBob Can't Comics, that's number 16. It's probably, who does that one? Is that Bongo? Uh, SpongeBob? I don't remember now. Now, have you, have you been are keeping there, up? Are there shortcake equivalents of bronies? Are they strawberry bro cakes? I don't know. Um, Someone will tell. Have you been reading the action comics? Because I bet whatever... Morrison has up his sleeve. Uh, I can read the wiki. All right. Let's do Action Comics number 16. Action Comics number 16. I'm pretty sure. Last issue of Morrison Action Comics. Let's see. Yep. His sin on action will conclude with issue number 16. So we will we will read that and see what Morrison does. Uh, to be honest, I haven't it's read it since like issue six or seven, so I have some catching up to do too. So next week, Action Comics number sixteen, readers, you can uh, listeners, you can go get your copy next week and listen along. And we hope that you all went out and got a copy of Popeye or downloaded it from Comicsology or wherever that you're getting it from, and you followed along with us I as we're going through the review. I don't know if you can follow the bouncing bald guy. Yes. Anyway, anything else we need to cover today? Let's see. Action Comics number 16 came out in September of 39 with a cover by Fred Gardinier. Garnier? Hell yeah, let's review that. Oh, hey. Uh, in the last podcast, I talked about these tweaked audio headphones that they sent us. I yes. uh, went ahead and cracked open a uh, container of these PB earbuds. The kind with the uh, the flat ribbon. Uh, the reason I cracked them open is because they are very similar. I wouldn't... 
They've got that traditional earbud placement, like you see the traditional uh, iPhone or iPod earbuds. Um, right. They're not the kind that have the cushion that goes way down in your ear, like the uh, tweaked uh, naturals or the tweaked parkours or the parkour twos or the hardcore parkours. Um, I found these, I wore them all day today while I was working, and I found these things incredibly comfortable. And, uh, couldn't hear anybody talking to no, you. No, you know what? Awesome. I couldn't actually because I, I normally have my volume set at a specific level and I can still hear people talking. I had these things in, the volume was set the same, drowned everybody out for the whole day. It was so nice. Oh, couldn't, couldn't even hear the phone ringing. Uh, you can get a pair of these, uh, tweaked audio headphones by heading over to tweakedaudio.com. Variety, a bunch of varieties, bunch of colors, a bunch of designs. The wood ones are really, really neat. I like the design of the wood ones, but I like these flat cable ones because they don't tangle up and uh, they're noise reducing. A lot of them have an inline mic built into them. Uh, tweakedaudio.com. When you check out and you use the code MAJOR at checkout, you get 30% off your purchase at tweakedaudio.com. Major at the checkout. That's right. Major at the checkout. Wish we had something like that for Amazon, but we don't have anything like that. We have a, a sliding scale is what we have with Amazon. Um, I, I think that, that wraps up. in my bathroom. A sliding scale? <laughs> Fell right off of the thing. It's awful. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think that wraps it up for this week's Dueling Review. Thank you so much for downloading and listening and uh, being a part of the Major Spoilers experience. If you want to hear this uh, show or see this show continue, all you need to do is drop us a line at podcast at Majorspoilers.com or call us and leave a message at our voicemail. Matthew, that number is... 785-727-1939, the year of action comics number 16, Hotline. All right, we're going to come back next week with Action Comics. But until then, here's hoping all of your reviews are... Are critical hits. <laughs> <laughs> No, because everybody loves a duel. Everybody loves a duel. Yes. Damn it, we need a we need a everybody. Good everybody this. loves a dually. Yes, there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. What? Jeez, no. <laughs> I tell you what. Here's a contest All for right. you. Here's a contest. Here's a contest. We I'm gonna give. A, I'm gonna give away. I'm gonna give away a pair of tweaked natural version three earbuds. To someone who sends us podcast at majorspoilers.com, sends us a good tagline for dueling review. Yeah. Okay? That's what and you're going to get. That, I'm going to end the show by saying, We stepped into the wind. I had a gun. He had a grin. You think the story is over, but it's ready to begin. Okay. <laughs> I think we'll just end it there. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Major spoilers is is a right of 2013.